welcome to the Masculine Revolution, hosted by Jeremy Brown and myself, Murphy G. Uh, welcome to episode number 23. Uh, today we got a special guest with us, my dad, Matt Gwynn. Thanks for coming. Uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so uh, this episode we're going to be uh, discussing uh, is Hollywood the enemy? Uh, Jeremy, you kind of want to take us into it? Yeah, so uh, we you know reach out to folks pretty consistent basis that reach out to us and, and ask on uh, feedback on topics and stuff. And uh, Matt, you know, threw this one out there, and so I thought it would be a good one um, to discuss. And so, um, since you uh, you know were motivated with it, you know, kick us into it and and kind of give us where you came up with the thoughts of the question of is Hollywood evil? Okay, um, the uh, I'm 60 years old, so um, what I wanted to do is kind of go through a history of it. But for right now, I've been really um, seeing a lot of influence from Hollywood, uh, TV, movies, uh, shows, things like that. Um, you even, uh, you, you see TVs everywhere now. You go into restaurants, they're in there. Um, you go to get your car serviced, it's there. Um, every, I mean, even a doctor's office has um, uh, TVs in it. So they're everywhere. Even um, the gas pumps now, some of them have. Yeah, oh yeah, and gas pumps now they. Yeah. <laughs> they have a looper TV on the gas pump. That's right. Yeah. So, um, and then um, the thing I've really noticed is in churches and and uh, is that a lot of the pastors will use TV shows and movies as um, examples of some of their points that they're trying to make, and so it just really made me start thinking about, you know the influence that Hollywood has on us. And the question came to me is, are we following what Hollywood is doing um, more than we are, uh, you know, Christ leading us? And so <clears throat> what I'd like to do is uh, go through a little history of what uh, my life was when I was young uh, to, to now, just to let you see, um, it's gonna sound like Leave it the Beaver um, a little bit, but it's, it's real. Um, in the 60s and 70s, when I was six to nine, um, Monday through Friday, uh, we didn't watch TV in the morning. I mean, we just got ready, had breakfast, and then went to school from like eight to three. And then when we got home, we couldn't wait to go outside. I mean, I'd go play with my friends, go in the woods, go ride bikes. I mean, we did things. Um, and then when we came in, you know, uh, dad may watch uh, some news or stuff like that. And then we'd have dinner and maybe a show at night, uh, something. But then you know, go to bed at nine o'clock. Um, and in this during this time, uh, during this time, most people, the way most families were, was um, the father worked and the mom stayed at home. Now there was some that wasn't like that, you know, but they were they were rare. Um, there wasn't a whole lot of it. Um, and then on Saturdays, you'd have morning cartoons till about 9 or 10 o'clock. And then you go outside and play, you know, um, play all day. Um, yeah, on Saturdays, uh, uh, for us, uh, my dad would cook steaks on Saturday. Um, and then we'd watch the Jackie Gleason show. That was the big thing for the week, you know. Um, and, uh, and, then, um, and then that would be it, you know. And then on Sunday mornings, uh, they had preaching on all the stations. Now, the stations we had were 2, 5, 11, which the major stations, ABC, NBC, CBS, 
and then um, Channel 17, which was Ted Turner's station. And um, so it, it was the new cable <clears throat> that went around the country. And that's why the Braves are <coughs> called the America's Team, because he broadcasted it around the country. And you could watch them anytime. But anyway, then you had three little stations, 36, 46, 69, which were all in Atlanta. And that's where I, I grew up was in Atlanta. So, um, and those were, they didn't have anything on the stations worth watching. Um, but anyway, uh, in the morning, Sunday mornings, you'd watch these. Uh, there was three things for kids. It was a jot, which was this little white dot. It was a cartoon with legs. And it always had moral, uh, you know, uh, 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 teachings and things like that then there's this claymation thing called Davy and Goliath which they I think they brought this back um and then there was this um cartoon that wasn't Christian it was uh, called Hercules I can even sing the song now um <laughs> and but it was uh, it was kind of a Greek mythical thing but it was kind of cool I mean for a kid um and that was it I mean they had preaching until one o'clock and then then they'd play a football game or something like that but course I didn't watch that um, but that was it um, and so um, the uh, and that was the normal life now six to nine we rode our bikes in Atlanta okay I was about 20 minutes from downtown you know and so um, six to nine we'd ride our bikes all day long um, three to five miles away from home and mom didn't watch us or nothing like that we could go anywhere there was no problem no th thought of anything you know, uh, of danger or anything like that. Of course, we, you know, it says don't ever talk to a stranger. That's still, but I mean, we just never thought about it. that. Just never happened. Mm -hmm. um, and then, um, and then as we got uh, now got older, um, ten to twelve, um, that the first game I saw was pong. That was that little thing like tennis that goes boop, boop, and and that was the first game. first time I ever saw it was uh, I think seventy two and and Sears. So a video game. Right. Video, video game, game. Oh, right, okay. right. Yeah, yeah. And you pay a quarter and do it. Um, so then video games started coming in, the arcade. Um, and and so we would ride MARTA to, by ourselves, 10 to 12 years old, to North Lake. I know it sounds terrible. I think people are going, God, your parents were terrible. But that was normal. Mm -hmm. And we'd just go to the, the mall that was about 6, 12 miles away. And we'd go to the arcade called Gold Mine, and we'd – bring about five ten bucks jokes on you yeah what's that <laughs> oh gold mine oh yeah yeah <laughs> for them yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we pay a quarter and we play games i mean pinball used to be you pay a quarter you get five balls i mean it was great so um but you had all that um and oh you have one tv per household that was it and, and you had to get up and turn it on and click 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 i mean it was you know no remote anything uh, and so anyway the arcades now arcades went until i was in college which was 80 81 82 something like that and then they started coming out with the the home things like that notari and stuff like that um so much as movies movies showed one 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 movie per house per movie house whatever and they had big, big billboards and stuff like that that people saw and then you had the drive-ins, which was real cool as a kid, because um, they had playgrounds there and everything until the main movie came on, and then everybody, you know, we'd all watch it, popcorn stuff. That was that was real neat. So up until, uh, and so that was pretty much the the history of of you know what TV in Hollywood was. 
the influence wasn't that much. Um, you know, we didn't, um, it wasn't until I was in high school, uh, really, um, that there was some influence of how to dress and things like that. Um, but now, um, now you go everywhere and there's just a whole lot of influence everywhere. Um, how people dress, um, you know, how, how you look physically, um, any fads that are coming, you, you see it happening. Um, I know uh, tattoos is a big fad right now. And, and people, um, and that's, I think a lot of that's from Hollywood um, influencing. Um, and you get um, uh, just different things. So, you know, we were more influenced when we sat down to eat, we ate at a table, um, and we ate as a family. Um, nowadays, I don't know, you know, if people eat around the table or, or around the TV or what. Um, I know you go into a house now, and main the the center the mainly the houses are you know centered around where the TV is, uh, and things like that. So, um, anyway, the. Uh, influence that I, I, I see and, and I just you know I see a lot of you know of influence out there so that's the question I had to myself is Hollywood evil or is in are we so influenced by it now that we look to the next fad we look to the next person to motivate us or you know do we are we looking to Christ for that yeah um, it's it's interesting to hear your you know, your <clears throat> experience because <clears throat> I'm 37. And so, uh, just in my lifetime, um, it's been a major shift, you know, as far as technology and it coming on, you know, so when, you know, you share your experience, it's, it's magnified, you know, even more, you know? Um, and so I think kind of like what comes into my mind as, you pose the question is, um, you know, as believers or non-believers, you know, what, what do we do? You know, how do, what do we, what do we accept? Um, how do we filter, you know, those questions? Um, so I think, you know, that's where I, my mind goes when the, when the question was first posed to me is Hollywood evil. Um, I think, the answer when I initially answer it is um, there's two, two things. One, either you're moving toward God or you're moving away from God. <clears throat> and it, if, if, if that influence is predominantly created by people that don't believe Jesus is who he says he is, then which way, which, which way is it moving? You know, is it going toward or away? Um, and so I think the most of the time the answer would be away. Um, and so therefore what does that motivate or inspire us as people who believe Jesus is who he says he is to do with it? All right. And the thing is that, you know, I don't come here as an expert in the film industry, um, or have a lot of experience in anything else other than being a, uh, a husband, a father, and a grandfather. And I wonder what it does 
um, you know, to our kids and in influencing it. Um, and maybe this has something to do with COVID, but it seems like from 2019 on, something flipped. Um, something got really dramatic. Um, and a lot of this stuff, and I know this it happened after 2019, but uh, especially with this, um, I mean, Disney has gone nuts. Um, and with this, uh, was it uh, Buzz Lightyear movie, uh, the, the push for homosexuality um, has been incredible um i can't watch a i mean if i watch a good i try to watch a nice show on tv the commercials are now uh just uh you know just filled with messages of um i mean they're just there's no boundaries anymore of 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 what you can do now and it's uh not only you know, homosexuality, but also just uh, some of these commercials are just lewd. Um, it's incredible. Um, and so it numbs us to what's going on. And I know that's an old argument of what, you know, but the more you see something, the more you see something, the more it just not shocks you anymore. And that's what, you know, scares me about my grandkids, you know and uh, what they're seeing and what they're growing up in and um, what's going to influence them more than anything is it is the influence of hollywood going to be so much that the and, and they're going through peer pressure anyway that that it's going to back them up my wife works at the the hospital and she works sometimes at a sitter in, in the er and they have 13 beds in there filled all the time and you think uh, these are filled with drug addicts or alcoholics or stuff like that. No, a lot of them are filled with kids committing suicide. Okay, you say, well, uh, you know, maybe young adults. No, teenagers, even 11-year-olds in there. What does what, what 11-year-old have to, uh, what's so bad that they are committing, mm-hmm. you know, that uh, wanting to commit suicide? <coughs> and the thing is, <coughs> You know, school shootings is not something new, but it seems to have grown um, some momentum since 99, Columbine. And people want to say uh, guns is the problem um, and, uh, and things like that. But we had the same laws when I was growing up, um, and there was no problem And uh, with that. But now, you know, you want to blame guns, but see, it's the... It's not guns, but it's like you were saying, we're getting further away from, from God. And now our morals are, it's, it's anybody can do anything. Anybody can think anything. Um, and so now we have discussions not only about marriages, you know, between a man and a woman, but now we're having discussions about what a man and a woman is. Um, and I've seen, I saw a lady go to Congress for some reason, yeah, but she was saying that men could have babies. And, and you know, and, and the senator's going, really? I've never heard that. He goes, she goes, oh, yeah, yeah, it's true. And this was a, a professor that was saying this. I mean, that's that's where we're at. It's just getting so crazy. Do you think that this is something new to humanity? Oh, no, but I think it's grown quite to, to where it's uh, it's out there. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, it's um, to where people don't care what people think about them. I mean, uh, so no, nothing's new since, I mean, since, the, you know, we've sinned. But I think it's a grown, I mean, Revel, you know, revelation is, is happening right in front of our eyes, I believe. Um, and it's just growing. Um, so, so do you, so do you, uh, think, or, or, well, let me say it like this. Are you shocked by what's surrounding us? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I mean, I'm not a, a doomist or, or anything. And like I said, when, uh, up until 2019, you know, people doing bad things, it was like, you know, it's all, but, but now it's like, there's just no boundaries. There's no, um, I mean, it, just the things that people are doing out there is just incredible, and they don't care what anybody thinks. They don't care that it, it dishonors God. Um, they, in fact, they probably have no mind about that. But, yeah, I am shocked the last couple of years. It's, I mean, especially with Disney, um, you know, used to be when I was growing up, Disney was awesome. Wholesome movies. I mean, you know, and I think it was, 1979 or something was the first time they showed a PG movie. It was it was called The Black Hole. Um, that was the first time they went in and did a PG. Before that, everything was G. Mm-hmm. And so, from there, it just it's gone downhill. Um, and so, but people still want to say, you know, say, oh yeah, we're watching Disney. It's good. But now, is that good anymore? I don't. You know, I have to you know, wonder about that. But yeah, I am shocked. So what, what would you say the reaction to that, you know, in your opinion would be as far as a believer in Jesus? Like what the, the realization and the, and the experience with what you've experienced, what does it lead you to do action wise? That's the, that's the thing. That's, that's the hard part because we are so, um, what's the word ingrained i mean tv is so ingrained in us now and we can't even get away from it even if we didn't want to watch it at our homes it's still everywhere else that we go um like i said at the gas pumps everywhere we go so as a believer that's that's the question you know i didn't i didn't want to come here with, with saying hey you know hollywood is um is hollywood evil or is uh, and everything, but I wanted to ask the question that, you know, to the people out there, what do you think about it? And is um, is Hollywood leading us down, you know, or, and, and when I say Hollywood, I mean movies, TVs, um, you know. Social you, media. Social media. I, I, that's what I encompass everything, and even, even things on our cell phones. Um, I mean, now we carry it with us, so um, now we've got it everywhere. Um, but is it is it that way and and see it's like the like the political you know uh uh, the politics right now um even no matter what group you're with republicans or democrats it seems like all they're doing is just trying to to kill each other there's no really for the people it's like let's try to kill each other you know make each other look bad but the way the political um culture is right now how can you change that i mean if i mean all the people in there are millionaires or billionaires or something you know there's nobody that really represents the lower middle classes but what if i mean if if an honest person tried to run 
they'd probably be destroyed, you know, and not try to run any negative, you know, campaign or ads or things like that, or they'd be destroyed. So, which I say that now, what do we do with Hollywood? Mm -hmm. And that's the question. You know, you can not watch it, but it's no matter where you go, you can't get away from it, even in churches. Like I said, pastors use it as as demonstrations uh, now um, and things. So what do you do? That's the question. What's your thoughts, Murph? Um, Well, my my first thing is, is, um, you know, uh, is Hollywood evil? I don't know. I mean— is I mean, if you're not following God and you haven't made that decision with your life, then what what rules are there to live by? You know, so like I'm not shocked by certain things, and it's a, it's almost like to me it's just you know we're sitting here talking about Hollywood, but what have Christians done to to separate themselves to be an answer to that to to do anything and like there's only so many options you can do, you know, before. And I mean, and the thing about it is like Hollywood does tell stories and they tell them well. And so if I want to be entertained, I'm going to go be entertained by a good story that I'm going to believe, you know? And my thing is, is, you know, we can point the finger and, and all, all that, but like there's wealthy people who believe in God, who, you know what I'm saying? It's like, we haven't been putting the foot enough forward to, to be separate or to say that, hey, we're going to do this different, you know, we just expect to be entertained and, and all this, and, and then we complain when they don't even believe like we believe. So why would I expect them to carry a certain, you know, message with them that they don't even live? They don't believe, you know what I mean? And in fact, they find that in opposition to their existence, you know what I mean? So I can't. My thing is, is is Hollywood evil? I mean, yeah, there's, you know, um, all the stuff that, that you hear about with, you know, Me Too movement, uh, child sex trafficking. Yeah, there's evil stuff going on behind the scenes, and there's images that they put in there that are subliminal, that's intentional, and I believe all of that, To to but they're spreading their message. We haven't been doing our part to spread our message. And most of the time we get offended and we're not willing to just put into action something to replace that. Because I can sit here. I mean, if if I was to cancel out everything in the world that, that wasn't of God right now, I'd be sitting in a room just with nothing. And so it's like my thing is, is like either either I'm supposed to live and I'm uh, to learn to love these people even where they're at, even when they're doing things that are in opposition to what I'm doing, at the end of the day, it's like they got to answer for that, not me. And if I, even if it, it shakes me to my core so bad, then I need to be doing something about it, or else, or else, what am I doing? You know. And so for me, it's like we we can we can get mad about what the world is doing, but you know, screens and all that, like you know, we're gonna move the world is going to progress and then you're going to get to a point where like myself, a lot of times with computers, I don't, 
I'm not very good on them. And so, like, a lot of times I feel left behind. <clears throat> but, like, what what am I to do about that? Just be left behind or, like, figure it out because everything is moving that way. You know, I mean, there might not be a construction job for my kid available. <laughs> they might need to know how to code, you know, and, and write all that stuff. That might be the future of what jobs are. I don't know, you know. But it's like my thing is, is like we – Especially as Christians, we just wind up looking like crybabies a lot of times because we want to pick it and we want to do this and do that, but we don't want to love people where they're at and walk with them, or be the salt, the difference. What what are we, you know, what are we offering as an alternative? And that's that's where my thing is is like I can't expect someone who doesn't believe in God to believe in God and follow His ways. And then it's like on the other end of that, we also need alternatives because no i mean i i want to be entertained i want to have a good time i want to i want to laugh i want to I, I love comedy i love stand-up comedy you know i like life is funny and the bible is not is, is not a kid story there's a lot of erotic you know a lot of like science fiction type things that you read that you're like well this is kind of crazy you know so what i'm saying is there's plenty of stuff to pull from if we wanted to to make our own movies that were action-packed i mean david goliath if you tell the real story the man got his head chopped off you know there's there's your action movie right there so i'm just saying it's like we just got to be more proactive about what it is that we we expect of the world i mean like that's why i always like come back to the circle of you know <clears throat> the, the answer is 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 like an onion it's just layers of, of of what it is you know when you were a kid y'all gmo and and the way they like the way they mess with our food now and how like the candy that i ate as a kid ain't ain't even the same candy and they got these new chemicals in there and you know what i mean it's like the things that were innocent are no longer like I have to be worried about all that. Right. You know what I mean? Like I can't just eat a tomato. I gotta make sure it's organic, non-GMO. You know, it's like there's <laughs> right. like ten things that have to be checked off the list for me to say, you know what, that's a good tomato. If not, you know, it's like, like I mean, geez, drinking water out of a plastic bottle. Well, microplastics in there. You can't drink that. It's like it's water. You know, y'all have ruined water. <laughs> I mean, that's that's the life that I, you know what I mean? It's like, this is this is where everybody is at. You know, it's like, we don't trust anything because everything that we were supposed to trust has, has been corrupt. Right, and that's what and I'm so saying. And so it puts everybody at this, like, that's what I'm saying. I The same flip you're talking about with 2019, it's like everything came to a head and everyone's fed up, you know what I mean? And it's like, and we don't know what to trust anymore. Because right. nothing, no, the church is not without its, you know, fallacies, and the world isn't either. It's it's like, so everyone's like, nobody knows what's going on. You know what I mean? And it's like when you when, when I hear stories like that, I would love for that to be the case. You know what I mean? But kids are getting picked up every day, you know, like just snatched off the street, from their homes. I I mean, I've seen videos of like people walking to their car. And a van just pulls up and tries to snatch them, and it's like, what world am I living in? You mm. know, and I, I like, and as a as a father, you know, it's like I want my kids to be prepared to go out in the world and not feel, you know, I don't like, God is awesome, you know, and I, I like, it's a free gift. They don't have to choose that. I hate that they don't choose that. 
But, like, that's the whole point of free will. Is he, like, gave us the choice to say, you have the power to reject me. You will pay for that. But you have the power to live your life that way. And so as a believer, why am I offended by that? You know what I mean? Like, why am I offended by somebody who says, I'm exercising the free will that God gave me to say, I'm going to take my life in this direction. You'll answer for that one day. All I can do is, but if, I, if I'm angered and I'm like, I just, to me, it's like walking with people in true relationship and loving them where they're at and letting them grow in their own time. We just, it, and it's not about conversions, you know, it's about a real change that anybody can, you know, we, we've well, seen that's it. what conversion is. Well, um, I know, but, I, well, what I'm saying is you can make it, all right, so what I'm saying is, is you can make that decision one day in front of the church and then fall away, you know? Yeah. But what I'm saying is, is when there's real change and there's real growth, that that has come from people pouring into you, not, you know what I mean? And the Holy Spirit is the one that does that, not me. Sure. I don't, can, I'm not, I'm not the one that wags my finger and now all of a sudden you're better. The Holy Spirit does the work in you mm -hmm. once you abide it. So what I'm saying is, is like, as Christians, when we oppose this question, obviously the answer is yes, sin, sin is evil. So if it's, if it's sinful or the main purpose is to inf infiltrate your mind with a subliminal message that's not of God, then yeah, it's evil. But I'm saying too is when I hear this and it's like, you know, it's almost like a fear story of like what to do. The world's closing in on me, but it's like, we win. Why, why do you, I win? God wins. I'm on the winning team. I feel sorry that you're going that way. You know, I honestly I do, but it's like, what I'm saying is, is it's the opposite. It's almost like we're scared to be Christians in this world and do things. Like, why, why is there not a production company? Why is there not movies being made telling the real stories of the Bible? See, here, 100%. Here, here now you're talking about the influence of Hollywood. That, that's the way you want to, to get the word out. The word, the word is being spoken. I mean, it, it needs to be spoken in the churches. And, and what we're getting now is watered-down sermons that are more psychology than it is expository preaching. See, the, all the influences out there, um, uh, Hollywood, whatever you want to say is, people are fed up with it. If they are truly fed up with it, they need to go to a place where they can hear the Word of God and hear it solidly. Uh, that's what changes. No, Christianity is not fancy, and it's not entertaining. It's not supposed to be. It's supposed to be life-changing and converting like you're talking about. And the only way that happens is the Word of God. That, well, that's yeah, what but that's what I'm saying, though. Faith if, comes if by, pulling by that, the word, word. Yeah, but we can't just not be entertained. That's what I'm saying. So See, That's what I'm saying. See, that's the influence I'm talking about. Or we've gotten to the point where we have to be entertained. Um, are, we, uh, have we, are we now putting our churches production companies now where we have to entertain? I didn't say a church needs to be a production no. company. Well, what I'm, well you, uh, I'm I said we need production. We're sitting here complaining about the images in a Disney movie. I'm saying, why is there not a Christian-based production company making movies? Why is that not a thing? Oh, I'm, that I don't know. Well, I that's mean, that's. It's, I mean, whether that's a question or not, or if that's a big deal or not, I don't. I don't know. I mean, what do, we didn't really need it as kids. I mean. But now, now we have to have it, um, you know, because it's everywhere. So we have to have that. That's my question I was imposing was 
the influence of Hollywood. And it wasn't, I wasn't really saying is Hollywood evil, uh, is, but how influential is Hollywood in our lives? I mean, uh, y- you know, you see where, uh, you know, women have to look a certain way, you know, or, or they're, you know, uh, they're not really good looking. Yeah, or, the definition of beautiful. Exactly. You know, beauty. Or the ba- body shaming. I mean, you have these sex textings that are going on. I mean, how many how many kids have lost their lives because they did something they shouldn't have done, or, or didn't you know didn't realize the uh, replication? Uh, the, uh, what's the word? The replications from it. They, um, you know, and then they 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 get so shamed at that age, you know, which you know, uh, teenagers, it's such uh, such a big deal, peer pressure that they they, they take their own lives. Um, this is the influence I'm talking about, and mm-hmm. and and as as parents, you know what we can do um, is, I mean, what do we do? That's what I'm asking. You're talking about free will, you know, and that you don't want to. I mean, uh, y'all are great examples of of Christian men, and that's where your kids are going to draw their strength from and want to be like. And that's what I'm talking about. The influence. But you're talking about free will, but we don't let our kids watch R-rated movies or, or, or pornography or anything like that. They don't have the free will to do that. Um, so just as that you wouldn't do that, you still want to, you know, express your views about why, you know, Christ is good for you. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, and then, like you said, let them make their choice about it. But um, I think if you... If they see enough of the world and, and what God offers um, through Christ, you know, hopefully they'll make that choice. Yeah, I think there's there's two camps when this discussion comes up, you know, that, that I've experienced personally. And honestly, there's probably more than two because this is a complicated situation sure. that honestly has is nothing new in my, in, in my eyes if you actually spend some time studying it, where the humanity has lived in cycles since the beginning. And so you see and read stories of uh, societies, you know, starting from nothing and then becoming, you know, more powerful and and more influential to more, you know, a greater number of people as they grow and and then they fall and then another one rises. And, you know what I mean? So it's like this this cycle. But usually there's a I would say. Generally speaking, there's a camp that, uh, of believers that say, hey, you know, boycott, you know, all, uh, in, you know, uh, like entertaining or entertainment or social media or whatever. Just to remove it from your life because it corrupts you. And then there's another camp that says, um, you know, they kind of hang their hat on that be in the world but not of it, and so you can participate in certain things, you know, if you're a believer, as long as you're filtering it through, you know, a Jesus lens, you know, and so then that the the discussion comes up, well, which one's right, right? Um, and I think that when, when for myself, and this is just me, and I think that everybody's kind of, um, everybody's got to analyze it for themselves because we're individuals, um, but what comes to mind is, you know, in the New Testament, when um, Peter is a Jew and Jews only ate particular things. And then he has this dream of other foods coming to him, you know. 
And he's fixated on, well, this is the tradition that I've lived in for so long, and it's wrong to me. But this dream is reoccurring over and over to him to where it's saying, you know, it's not about the food, it's about the heart, you know. And then at the end of the day, Peter realizes, man, like, um, I see, I see it now where I've been stuck in this mindset of I've got to eat this particular way. And this particular way of eating was designed for protection of the the Jewish nation, sure. right? And so it's not this evil thing or this evil way of thinking. But then he, he comes to this realization that it's really not about the food. It's about the heart and what I'm, what I'm focused on, you know? And so I think that, um, when it comes to the the influences through that we receive through technology, you know, I think one we have to recognize that we're at war every day. There's a war between either moving toward God or moving away from God. And if if we don't recognize that we're in war, that's the that's the foundation of it. If we're if we're in if we're you know in denial that there's there's this pull at my heart to go away from God or toward God every day. Um, we've got to start that as a foundation, at, <clears throat> build that as a foundation. And then, then the stepping stones are moving off of that. Meaning, to me, when I see what I'm seeing in the influences through the screens that are in front of our faces, I'm in the camp of, like Murphy mentioned, where it doesn't shock me because the majority of the people that are putting that on are not professing believers of Jesus. And so when you're left to feelings and pleasures and you're chasing um, becoming God yourself, then there are no limits, you know? Um, and so it's not a, it's not a shock, but, but then it, then it, poses the question that we've already stated like well what do you do about it since it's in front of me and I think that that's where it comes down to the heart you know reverting back to that where you have to analyze it for yourself and say what filter do I use um, because it's it's amazing to me when I, I've, I've watched numerous television shows and, and, and or series shows um, and movies that you see the principles and the gospel alive in it if you're looking for it and you can recognize it, and the person or the producer or whoever you know created the the film has no idea that there's pieces of the pie of the gospel in it. And it's just like you know in scripture where it says, "Hey, if you don't believe me, uh, if you don't believe who I say I am, you can look around the natural world and see like there's evidence of me every day just in the sun coming up, you know." Um, and so there's, there's these principles. And so I think it's our responsibility as believers to then use that Jesus filter, um, you know, as we are in the world and there's things putting, being put in front of us. And, and it's, it's even more important for you to communicate that filter and teach that filter to your children. Or not just that, your children. That's who I'm concerned about. Yeah. You and, and, and Murphy, I'm not worried about y'all were strong Christians. But what if you only have one lens? Mm -hmm. And that lens is a sponge. So, you know, 
uh, what do you do? I mean, um, I mean, how how are you influenced by what you see? And sometimes, you know, you're not always around the TV, uh, or you're not around the computer, and they happen to get on there or something like that. I mean, and that's the things that you know you have to explain or or you know talk about. But that that's the things that concern me, or, or the people who are still trying to grow and. Uh, find their way towards Christ um, is that influence, um, and, and uh, so that that's what I'm concerned about is just you know my grandchildren really yeah. thinking about them and 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 I think that's uh, that's an honorable um, reaction you know because you know you're looking at your grandchildren and that next generation and saying what type of chance do they have to have the influence of, of the gospel in their lives? But I think that the answer to that is given to us in, in Jesus's life and how he lived it. And it all comes down to um, exactly why this podcast was created was um, to build relationships Um the answer, the answer, like my answer to it is discipleship and a focus on, on actually not only living with an effort to pursue, to become like Jesus every day, but then to inspire and influence others around you in your own little circles to do the same. And then that ripples out, you know, that ripples out. And I think that that's what in my pursuit of that, that's the thing that I see that um, would not solve the problem because as long as we live in this fallen fallen world, this will always be a challenge. Oh, sure. And and until Jesus returns, this this struggle will never go away. But that's not the point. The point is is He's already overcome it, and so He wants us to be inspired to do the same, to put the effort in to overcome it and mimic him. And so the, 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 uh, the solution is discipleship focused and that we're looking through the lens and we're passing that knowledge on, you know, that's why I'm, I'm proud to, you know, be a part of a church that isn't necessarily perfect and, and has its mistakes, makes its mistakes, but, there's a large emphasis on that window of influence from four to 14 with children that we recognize and are saying out loud, Hey, when we look at where people are, are you have the most opportunity to plant the seeds of the truth. It's that window of four to 14, you know? And so what are we doing about it? We're, pouring into it as hard as we can and as much as we can within the grasp of the circles of influence that we have. And I think that mission living believers, you know, that that's, that's where the focus um, that I'm pouring into is developing relationships that are rooted in love and then having the desire to have the ripple effect of people doing the same. And you're right. Um, discipleship is, is important and it's something that it's always been on my heart. Um, because you, you know, 
the biggest uh, for uh, I guess for Baptists is the only thing I know is uh, the biggest evangelistic uh, group or uh, event that uh, for them is VBS or Vacation Bible School, um, which scares me a little bit <laughs> because uh, I mean. I used to be a children's minister, and if you get me in a room with 100 kids, I could get every one of them to raise their hands. And it's something like what Murphy was talking about, you know, actual conversion. Because once they get to 18, there's a drop-off from 18 to 28 for some reason. It's like, you know, they they don't uh, follow anymore, or they don't have to be drugged, you know, to church anymore. So that discipleship to me is what, what you're talking about is very important that that we live that true life and not, you know, just on Sundays and, um, you know, just whenever we see people and, hey, how you doing? You know, we're, we're <laughs> truly, truly like that all the time or, you know, trying to be Christ-like all the time. So discipleship is important. You know, Bible stories, uh, you know, at night, um, you know, um, and, um, you know, stories during the day or, or whatever it is that we need to do for our kids, you know, just to um, let them know uh, about Christ and then seeing the functionality within ourselves uh, influence. But, yeah, I'm, I'm on board with that, too. And um, I'm not trying to be a, an alarmist or anything and, like, um, the sky is falling, you know. Um, and, you know, it's just, uh, I am shocked on the last couple of years. I mean, you're talking about being, not being shocked. Um, I am shocked the last couple of years. It's just been incredible because even if you watch a nice show, the commercials have begun. Yeah. Have become yeah, and I think, that, I think that that's something that plays into it, which I'm glad you started with, is the context of what you're what what you've experienced right. and so to to have that to have that experience in in your mindset to have there was a more rooted morality that generally speaking that was more in line with uh jesus is who he says he is it wasn't necessarily like i wouldn't say if you rewind time and you look at movies you know when you were growing up it wasn't. They weren't running around telling people, "Hey, Jesus is is who he says he is, and and he's the savior of the world, and he's here for you." You know the gospel, but it was the messages that were coming out were more morally rooted in that. So to see and experience that, to go to where we're at now, there's this extreme uh, difference, and so I think it's only natural for individuals that experience that to go what in the world what is what has happened where you step down a little bit and it's like you know exactly what your point is is with the with the children is is like you know it's the frog in the boiling water you know like my generation and then you go down another generation like we're we have been more exposed you know to not we didn't we didn't have that uh extreme difference of experience and so therefore it's not as apparent in our minds and so it's not that it's not like we're coming to the conclusion of you know like what in the heck is going on you know it's like the video games i mean and not to say that you know kids would do that but you go to a <clears throat> play videos or have them at home you have these new games where you're shooting killing things and you know blood spurting everywhere and all that you know and you see enough of that you just become numb to it it's like eh. 
blood, no big deal. And you see it on the TV news, eh, no big deal, this guy got killed, okay, no big deal. It's that numbing effect that, that's really, but you said the morality, and that, that is a big thing. Um, for me, this is my opinion, uh, the point about abortion is uh, that's a side effect. The, the, real, the, real, the real issue is sexual immorality. Um, it's being able to have sex and not think there's any responsibility to it because God didn't create it that way. He created it between a man and a woman after marriage. But if you do that before, you take the risk of having a child. But, oh, we, we don't want to pay for that. You know, I, I want to be able to get rid of that problem. Um, in, in any issue, there's probably some kind of sexual immorality with that. And so um, we have to look at those things as well and teach our kids. And, and so this is, you know, like I said, uh, the influence of it, of everything. And it, it just don't want, you know, kids, I, I trust my, my kids and, and what they're, you know, teaching their kids and things like that. Um, I don't worry, I, I, I am concerned for them, uh, what's out there, but I'm also concerned for those parents who, who are lost and who have kids and don't think anything about it. I mean, I've gone to many homes where we come and visit them, and they don't turn the TV off. I mean, here you have this blasting TV where you're trying to have a conversation because, and then they're looking back, you know, and trying to keep catching the, you know, moving and everything like that. That's the influence I'm talking about where they can't even say, click, let's talk, mm-hmm. you know, and things like that. Um, yeah. yeah, I saw an article the other day that said, uh, like, 20 years from now, we'll all have longer thumbs. From <laughs> <laughs> Evolution. <laughs> Evolution, we'll all have, like, these super long thumbs so we can text on the yeah. screen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I think, I, think it's, uh, I think it's important, and I think the reaction um, on the believer side is, is you need to be aware. Um, you need to be aware the, of the right. facts that, we are at war and that, um, you know, Satan is crafty, you know, and I think that what's taking place in front of us, um, isn't anything new. It's just, it has the ability to influence a greater number of people because of the technological advances than it ever has in, in history. That's the difference is there's nothing new, but it does have the power to, to influence more you know, in a uniform way because of the screens that we have in front of us. And so if we're, if we're aware of it and we're, and we consciously make a decision to say, Hey, we're going to make sure that we're running everything that we consume, you know, whether it be from food to finances to, you know, entertainment as far as, TV shows or movies, it needs to be running through a filter of, um, you know, Jesus, you know, and I think that he set the perfect example where, you know, he, he came in, he came into the world in human form, um, as nothing, you know, and he did that on purpose because he was countercultural to what the Jewish nation originally thought that the savior should be. Right. And, and he did that to, to completely buck the system to show, hey, this is how you actually influence. 
you know, and then he focused on people, you know? Um, and so I think that that's where we as believers, like we should just mimic that. We don't have to reinvent the wheel here. Um, but we do get to give him glory with the gifts and talents that we use with being creative on how we do that, which is an incredible, uh, experience. But at the end of the day, you know, you boil it down to the two things, which is love God, love others. You know, and I think that that's where the that's where the focus should be as believers when it comes to uh, any type of any type of influence, you know, other than you know our Lord. Right. And don't get me wrong, and just uh, because I bring this up, uh, don't mean I don't love people um, who are practicing homosexuality or any other things that the Bible calls abominations. It's not that I don't love those people. I do love them. I'm concerned about them and where they're going. And that's, um, and, you know, still would treat them as people and love them and do for them like I would anyone else. Um, uh, it's, uh, you know, it's just the, um, the lifestyle, I guess, that I would be concerned about mm-hmm. and, and everything. Um, I would like to read a piece of scripture if I could. For sure. And uh, it's Second Corinthians 10, and starting at verse 5, it's just a few verses. <clears throat> but it says, um, We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ, being ready to punish every obedience when your obedience is complete. And this is the one I really like. Look at what is before your eyes. And that's just what we need to do is just look at what is before our eyes and and really evaluate if it's it's if it's good or not. There's no way to get away from TV. There's no way to get away from social media. There's no way to get away from our cell phones or anything else like that. But it's like you said, we our hearts have to be strong and we have to strengthen our families uh, within and from there um, you know, uh, bolster out and, and hopefully it's attracting to others. Um, um, I know we took in a young man, um, you know, uh, who became like another son, you know, and stayed with us. And, um, because he, he was from a, a very destructive home, but he came and lived with us for a while. And so that's the things we need to do is just, uh, Help others the best that we can and love them uh, where they're at. Yeah, and I think there's power in that. In in in, you know, this is a whole another topic. So, and then we don't need to go down that road. But it, there's so much power in that indirect leadership with that, um, because what's what's incredible with what I've discovered thus far with my transformation after coming to the conclusion that Jesus is who He says He is is that the freedom that he offers, when he says, hey, my burden is light, he's legit. Because what what that, I think that that, that uh, breakdown of that verse where it says, hey, be in the world and not of it, you know, I think that the point is, is that when you follow the convictions of the Holy Spirit in your heart, it gives you the freedom to then still filter whatever the world is throwing at you. Um, it, but it doesn't, um, it doesn't strap handcuffs on you, you know? And so like, 
I can watch, you know, a movie um, that would be deemed, you know, by some churches as, oh, that you should not consume that movie. That's a complete evil, you know, that's going to, you know, take from the fabric of your mind. But I have the freedom to do it because of the discipline in my belief in Jesus to where I can look at it and say, you know, yeah, here's the parts of it that are in complete opposition of Jesus, but I also see the fabric of his truth in it because even though they don't realize it, they are still pointing out the principles that they cannot change, which are the truth of, of, of who he is. Well, I'd like to ask you, though, could you watch pornography and not affect you at all? No. Okay. Well. But that, that, that that's, and, a, that's and I, a little different, though, because to me, it put, I mean, that's like. Well, can we not find the fabric in that as well? What I'm saying is it, sometimes Hollywood can buffer down, you know, the pornography and, and the things and, and just do little innuendos. 100%. To that. And that's where we have to be careful. And that's what's hard because what is the, the eyes or the lamp to the soul? So it's it's hard not to see things and not be affected. I mean, I'm sure we've all had uh, situations where we've seen things that have affected us. Um, I mean, I found my dad dead, and it's it still resonates. I mean, so I think each person has has done that, and I think these things, uh, not maybe not one time seeing that movie, <clears throat> but over and over 100%. and over, then it it becomes a uh, something that. Uh, may start to register with us, um, and that's what I'm concerned about. Yeah, and, and I think that that, obviously, like I said, this is a layered situation, and so sure. all these things play into this. Like if you're saying, uh, like, the repetition of watching that, you know, 100%. And so my context is, is is if all of a sudden if you start being human and you start watching that over and over and over, then hopefully – you're in a you're living within a community surrounded by men that are living on mission as well, and their their purpose is to encourage and build each build you up. Right. They will recognize, hey hey brother, you you're slipping, and so what are you doing? Why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? Right. And then all of a sudden, that support and that encouragement piece of how God designed the community of of the believers will all of a sudden step in as help to say, oh uh, oh I'm. I, I'm falling down and I'm, I'm and I'm consuming this like movie over and over because it's it's cool to me, but it's it's eating at what I believe as far as Jesus is who He says He is. You're right, you know. And then oh, I'm out of it. You know what I mean? Um, or I'm taking steps to get out of it. Right. You know. Uh, and so it's there's this there's it's super complicated. Sure. You know, um, and I don't think we're gonna grasp all the pieces of the pie of the body of believers that we call church, you know, into, you know, this conversation. But, but I do think that, um, and I don't want to come off as a Puritan. I mean, I don't want to come off, you know, don't do this, don't do that. Um, that's not what I'm saying. I'm yeah. Just you saying, take, you I'm take these, the word influence. That's, that's my main thing yep. is the influence. Yeah. It's a balancing, it's a balancing thing, you know, and like, you know, like pornography, like you, like you bring it up, like it's two people having sex. Right. And so God made sex. So the fabric of the truth of it is, it is that, but, um, where, it, where it slips up and you recognize it is, is where it's not within the context of ha- Right. how he created it so therefore exactly. you're you're outside of the parameters of what 
God created it to be. And then if you're consuming it, well, then heck yeah, it's going to have an effect on you, you know, because it's outside of what God created it to be. And so, um, you know, that's a dangerous thing, you know, but there's, there's believers that step into that world, uh, of consuming pornography on a daily basis and, and fall short. But at the same time, if they're surrounded by those community of, of believers that have the purpose of encouraging, building up, then it's like, Hey man, or Hey woman, like, right. Here we are. We're in this together. Yes. It's a real temptation. You know, like why would you not be tempted to pursue pleasure? You know, and so and there again, that's where the Bible says that we're supposed to do that. We're supposed to surround our brothers or sisters who maybe go down that wrong road. And see, that's where churches go wrong when they say, oh, you're doing that. Get out of here. You know, you're not part of us. That's not right. Mm -hmm. We're supposed to love them back. Let them know that they are sinning and then love them back to where they need to be. Yeah. 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 I mean, I agree 100 percent with everything. I mean. I'm not necessarily shocked at where the world is, but the the quickness that seemed to accelerate oh, definitely. is what kind of takes me back sometimes. Um, but also, too, I mean, that's why I was saying, you know, you said you can't get away from watching TV. and Because I mean, if, you're, if you're talking about that, then we're talking about, like, Amish or whatever, right? right. Whereas what, what I'm just – that was what my answer was, was instead of us, you know, like when that – Disney movie Red came out and I just saw just you know person after person being offended by it and all that and I'm like I, that, I get it I understand it's a kids movie and they put some I haven't seen the movie so I don't know what it was but I'm just saying I understand the frustrating part of like hey y'all are promoting this as a kids movie and it's having you know adult conversations or whatever I fully understand the outrage on that because it's marketed as for kids but what I'm saying is, is also, too, is, you know, when we're talking about influence, like, I don't think there's anything wrong with Christians wanting to influence other Christians to do, you know what I'm saying? Like, to, to, to entertain or whatever it is, you know, it's like, what I'm saying is there hasn't been viable things to, like, choose from. Oh, sure. You know, I mean, like, I remember, uh, you know, Bible Man or something like that. It was like a cartoon it was it was terrible terrible acting everything you know what i mean it's just like it's not like what i'm saying is is if you read the bible there's some like crazy cool stories in there so why there hasn't been a production company to come along and say hey you know we're just going to go through each one of these i mean you know it's like you know that's that's the thing to me is as believers we we should be more proactive in being the solution because look at I'm saying the world is the absence of what we've been doing. It 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 excels in where we slack. I think that's that's my opinion. I think if if we'd been leading from the get go and being community centers and everything like that, I think things would have a different outlook on the way that people feel about church already. So I feel like we've we've failed people already, and then in our absence. The, the world has succeeded, you know, in, 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 in the influence. Um, because, I mean, like you're saying, back then, that, I think there was more influence from the, you know, most people were out of church. Most people were, you know what I mean? So it's like NB, NBC was doing a sermon, you know, like to, you say that to me and that, like, my mouth drops. Hits the <laughs> sure. I mean, I'm like, are you serious? That, that company was doing that? So I'm just saying there's just like, I feel like, 
the church has lost its influence, and so in its absence, something else has, you know, paved the way for that, you know. But a, a lot of that has to do with just us not living on mission. I, that's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. And not being the salt, the flavor. Like, you know, people look at us, and we should be, like, what they want out of life. We right. should we should be happy. We should be like, everything's going our way. Like, God, you know, even when it's not like, that's, that's the whole promise, you know? And so it's like, we don't live enough in that spirit, but we, it's like, we like, I, I feel like we live in the spirit of like, you know, stiff neck. Nobody can have a good time. If you know, it's like, that's the way I feel about it. Or that's the way it's come off because, you know, that's the way it is. It's like nothing can have flavor. If it does, it's, you know, Whoa. That's that's problematic when it's like, look what we're up against. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like I don't. You know, to me, I agree with you. I think just got to be I careful does. what the flavor is. You don't want to have a whole diet of sugar. No, I, I agree with you. I'm but, I'm saying it's got to be. But that's where like I'm saying discipleship, all that, all it comes back to this. You can't do. It's not one person. Sure. Oh no. It's and you village. have to have accountability. You it's know what I mean? And so it's like. But what I'm saying is we just need to do more as believers, I think, to be more of an influence. We need to be leading by example the way Jesus did. He went to these towns and worked and did and, and preached and all that. You know what I mean? But it was like he was leading by example. He was living with the, the, the 12 guys he was discipling, you know, like they're doing life together. So I think it's the same. same. We just need to get to that part, you know, of being answers instead of like, always pointing the finger at somebody you know what i mean because then i mean it always sends people in the other direction you know no no no, i'm not saying you are i'm just i'm saying generally speaking christians have that's that's the narrative that people feel yeah right standing on street corners telling everybody they're going to hell that's the that's like if you ask somebody about church that doesn't go to church that's the picture in their head and i'm saying we need to do more to to get a different image out, you know what I mean? I, and, and that's all, that's where I was saying, it was like, you know, I think churches were more of community centers back then. I think they were probably more interactive in the community back then, you know? So it's like, that's what I'm saying is just, we've let some things go to the wayside and then the world has exceeded in that area since our absence. And it's just, I'm just saying, we just need to live bold, you know? Sure. I mean, they, they're unapologetic about the way they live. So, right. you know. <laughs> they need to be the same way. Yeah. So, and just be proud of the word. Um, and not, you know, I think a lot of churches are so afraid to speak the word and think that it's something bad or, oh, these people won't understand it or well, they may not understand it, but that's what they want. Um, you know, uh, kids, you know, may not want discipline at first, but they, they, they do. Um, I, I remember growing up and I had some friends that, that weren't disciplined, but yet I was. And I could see the jealousy in their eyes. I mean, it's so strange. I'm like, yeah. where, where, I'm getting beaten. You're not, you know, it's the, you know, but, but their parents didn't care enough about them to do that. Well, you know, that's the thing. You know, my parents cared enough about me to discipline me. And, um, and then it's the same with the word. Um, people don't come to church who are lost to be entertained. They can get that from the TV and all that and, and better. <laughs> right. uh, what they come is because they're hurting. There's something that's missing inside them that they want to hear, and that's that's what's in the Word. That's what we got to do more of is do expository preaching 
and and do and preach from the word of God. And like you said, there's great stories in the Bible. Tell them and see how it relates, and people uh, will adhere to that. Uh, that's what I've I've noticed when people truly convert, is they see that there is nourishment in the Word of God, and that's what I see. You got any final thoughts? You know, I think uh, <laughs> I think my final thought always lands on the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> now I keep on hearing myself. It's like this this broken record here, but at the end of the day, it all comes down to doing you know um obviously you got to have faith but faith without the action what's it worth you know and so um what's it, what's y'all what is it y'all say at the very end of this join the family yeah that's that's what needs to happen that's yeah. it that's it and we need to join you know help people join the family and things like that for sure yeah well um, as always, y'all can reach out to us at maskingrevolution at gmail dot com. Um, actually, I do have one more, <laughs> one more final scared. thought. Oh, we almost back away. up a little bit. Uh, I do have a new project dropping on uh, November twenty first called Thoughts Worth Remembering. Um, so if you follow the music, go check that out. Um, and what yeah. platforms can you get that on? Any platforms. And what would they search? Uh, Murphy G. Thoughts Worth Remembering. Uh, it'll be out November 21st. Awesome. Um, I don't know if we'll have it up for pre-save or not, but that's when you can get it. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, it's a great topic. Um, I think my, my last words on this would be, um, you know, your walk with God is important. Uh, feeding yourself the right things is important. Um, having accountability and, and people you can lean on is always important. I say that all the time. Um, and uh, definitely be aware of the war that you're fighting out there and um, know that the uh, the enemy is clever. So uh, stay grounded. And until uh, next time. Join the family. <laughs>